OT Geniuses. My name is Jessica Lopez Hermanton, and I am the creator and founder of OT Genius. And you're listening to Pre-OT Secrets. On this show, we talk about how to get into occupational therapy school, how to do it in the most financially savvy way. And we also dive into the stories of pre-OTs, current OT professionals and students to learn how they got in and what their experiences were like. And so we're here to inspire, motivate, and encourage you throughout your OT journey and show you how you can be a successful OT school applicant and become the OT that you want to be. Now, on to the show. Hello, OT. My name is Jessica, and welcome to another Pre-OT Secrets episode. Today, we have the one and only Mandy Chamberlain from OT's Flourish. If you haven't gone to check her out, please go and do so. She's been already a mentor to to many and, and even including myself just through her content and what she's posted. And so she's just wonderful. And I'm going to give the floor to, to her just so she can tell us a little bit about herself and what she does, the settings that she's worked in. Um, and so, yeah, because guys, she's done a lot. And I think that this is going to be really insightful to show you the possibilities of where you can go as a future occupational therapist, occupational therapist. So without further ado, hi, Mandy. Well, hey, thanks for inviting me. I'm always glad to be on a podcast because I love chatting about OT. (laughs) Go figure. So hi, everyone. My name is Mandy Chamberlain. And like Jessica said, I'm an occupational therapist. I've been an occupational therapist since 2003. And I've worked in so many settings, so many settings with the adult population, but my heart is working with older adults specifically, but I mean, you work with older adults in so many different areas and settings and things like that. But I've worked in everything from home health. Home health was my first job out of OT school, which was nuts. Not saying you can't do it, but it's, it is definitely a challenge. But I've skilled nursing, acute care, outpatient, oncology rehab programs, work hardening. I mean, I've really worked in tons and tons of settings, critical access, swing beds, transitional care. I mean, I don't know. And I'm in Colorado. So like, depending on the setting, like I could be working at one, one facility and then like one facility, I worked outpatient and acute care. So like you might get that experience depending on if you're in a city or more rural or what type of setting you're in, but older adults are my jam. And I um, run otflourish.com and I help OT practitioners, new grads, level two fieldwork students, like feel more confident working with the older adult population. Because let's be honest, like when we're working with older adults, there's a usually they're more medically complex. Like they have more than one diagnosis. Like it's not as cut and dry as maybe outpatient or hand therapy where you're like, okay, I'm going to see someone for a distal radial fracture or something like that. Like we're seeing people that have, you know, high blood pressure or maybe dementia and maybe a fracture and maybe some mobility issues. And so like, I love the challenge of that. And I think that's 
part of it. In addition to just like, I love the stories and I just really respect the older adult population and things like that. But I just like the, the challenge. And some people are like, oh my gosh, not my jam, but that is <laughs> totally where I, I feel like I shine. So that's, yeah, that so I'm excited awesome. to talk about it. Yeah. Thanks. That is so awesome. Um, so I'm going to backtrack a little bit because yeah. something that did catch my attention and you were saying how working in home health was very challenging for you. And I would love for you to share with our listeners, why was that challenging for you? Because I know that when it, when it comes to home health, uh, one of the biggest challenges is that you're basically on your own. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to speak a little bit to that and some of the challenges that you faced when you were working home health. Yeah. I loved home health. Like, I feel like you cannot get more OT than home health. And so like, I actually ended up working in home health for like six years, but it was like my first job out of college and there wasn't any opportunities. It was like that typical thing where they're like, you need experience. And you're like, how am I supposed to get experience? If I, you know what I mean? Like if I, if you won't give me a job, but I did start PRN for a home health agency and there wasn't one other OT. I mean, the challenges of, let's be honest, 2003 home health are diff- a little bit different than now. I mean, like we didn't have GPS on our cell phones. Like I'm like cracking out a map <laughs> in rural Colorado, like, you know, different things like that. But yes, I think the biggest challenge is definitely that you're on your own. And, you know, I was able to call the other OT and he was super supportive, but you're kind of there and you're presented with things and you're not like able to say, Hey, to your coworker and be like, Hey, can you pop in and help me with this or look at this or ask a direct question at the moment? But and also I didn't have a lot of the resources that are out there today. And that, honestly, to be honest, that's one of the reasons why I started my website, OT flourish. And then I did OT flourish. I have a membership site and I created essentially a support and resources that I could have used and wanted as a new grad home health practitioner. And that, so that is kind of like one of the reasons why I started that. And that's how I thought about creating it from the beginning. Cause I'm just like, okay, if I was there again, what would be helpful to me? Do you know what I mean? But home health is, I think home health is cool. Like I think home health is like, you have such an opportunity because you are in their environment. So you have to be a person that is very accepting of people's living conditions. Cause I mean, you have everything from low income to not low income, but you also have like, you know, family dynamics and you know, everything about their dog and like, and you do in other settings, but it's like, you really get a sense of what their real life experiences are and what their limitations and occupational performance really are because you are right there talking about it because you know like when you do an interview maybe like an inpatient and you're asking them about you know their house setup they ask the typical things about their bathroom and what they say cuz what cuz it's their life and what as a practitioner going into their home and seeing can be completely different i mean you can have steps up to bathtubs you can have like crazy doorways. You can have like carpet, like to get down the hallway that is like torn up. And those aren't necessarily things that people will disclose, I guess, 
unless your interview skills are super good. So it's, it's just a very different real life experience. And I feel like you can have such a direct impact to their daily life. So I really did enjoy it. It was really hard being a new grad and not having that experience. And I don't think it's for everyone. I think I also am a person that I'm like, I can jump in and I will figure it out. Like it, but other people, it's just overwhelming. It's just too much. You said that you need to be open to people's living conditions Mm -hmm. and any other things that you can really think of that would like, I guess, prepare or allow students that are listening to the show or even clinicians that are listening yeah. to the show, maybe considering the transition. Um, <laughs> uh, like, what would you say, I guess, the, the core, like, what would, you know, what do you have to be accepting of? And what would you have to be willing to, to do as a home health therapist? Obviously, the driving is another one. You got to be willing to drive. Yeah, yeah. The drive. Some people love that. And some people do not. You have to be able to manage your time differently because, you know, like an acute care or maybe even outpatient, you have your patients that you need to see and you do in home health too, but, or outpatient, you're like every 45 minutes, it's all scheduled for you, right? Like you just show up and they're there and it's like learning how to talk to patients to create your own schedule. Essentially, you know, who you have to see for the week and then you kind of can organize them by, you know, maybe location and things like that. But like some, you'll find sometimes you'll have people that like, no one wants to be seen before 10 o'clock in the morning. And you have being direct and being like, I have an opening at eight 30 and I have an opening at nine, which one do you want? Or something like that. Because people, they start kind of like, it's like, you're trying to be flexible, but also work with their habits and routines, but also like learning how to kind of be direct in a, kind way, (laughs) like I'm saying like, this is what's available and different things like that. And so it's like, you know, like, yeah, driving, being on your own, being accepting of other people's living conditions, you know, like things that I know, like trying to work with families or like, how can you help your patients that like, you're like, they need to grab bar. Okay. I can't install that. They can't install it. They don't have family. How do we make this happen? It's community. There's a lot of community networking and knowing what the resources are in the community. Let it be like nonprofits that maybe donate other like uh, durable medical equipment for them that you could maybe get for people that can't afford it or their insurance doesn't cover it. Or it's just a lot of like that kind of community networking is really helpful knowing about like maybe the bus system or how can they community access and different things like that. But I did a very traditional home health. So home health, the patient has to be homebound. They maybe they can go out for like medical appointments or they can maybe go to church and there's like, there are some criteria, but in general, it's a taxing effort to leave the home. So they have to be homebound. There is another type of like, it's not home health. They call it mobile outpatient where the patient doesn't have to be homebound, but you are going to their home to provide therapy services. So instead of like someone going to outpatient, they're going to the clinic, the therapists are going to their home. So then you have different, um, you're able to like work on accessing the bus. And so there's limitations depending on what setting you're working in, but you're still providing the care at home. So it sounds confusing, but it's it's not when you actually just know the rules and know how, how, how the system works, but 
Yeah. Home health. I mean, I know a lot, there are new grads out there that definitely work in home health because of kind of a lot of the situations like mine is that, you know, like maybe there's not a lot of, you know, options for job opportunities and things like that, but it is doable if you are that person, (laughs) you know what I mean? If you're, if you're open to it. And I think too, if you just have the right people in your Mm -hmm. corner and then just like how your experience in home health kind of led well it led you to want to create OTs flourish it Mm -hmm. it was also my pre-OT experience that led me to create OT genius yeah yeah like at least for me like it's it's one step at a time and Mm -hmm. I recognize too that these uh pre-OTs that I do serve they're not going to be pre-OTs forever right so we're like I think it's just so important to pre- like create relationships with people and mentors that are going to even be there for you at even at different stages. Like, um, like, like they can, you know, easily too. Like, there's just so many resources, and if you just use the the resources available now to you because of technology and the mentors that are available to you, then there is no reason why you can't be successful in any stage, whether that is whether now you're applying or you're looking to transition into mm-hmm. uh, working with uh, the older population. So um, that there's things out there. And so, yeah, they, people don't have to be alone in the in the struggle bus. And I think sometimes just as, you know, we as humans, we try to figure things out all by by ourselves and yes. we try to think that we can just handle it. But then even this conversation, man, mm-hmm. like you showed me something so simple that I never thought of, like no joke, because <laughs> I did do, it was very briefly. I just wanted a little bit of extra money. And yeah. I was like, I'm like, I don't like to drive, but I'm yeah. going to drive home health. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to like this, but yeah. <laughs> so I tried it. I remember and was the scheduling issue. The patients yeah. did not want like early appointments. <laughs> exactly. I know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know what? Had I had a mentor, nobody ever told me, you know, like I know the trick. Have 8:30 or 9:30. Yep. Which one do you want? Yep. Yeah. It's it's there's a lot of that. Versus That's so like, funny. it's all about how you say it, mm-hmm. it's all about how you present it. hundred percent. Wow. Why did See? I do that? I know a lot of the tricks. I know a lot of the tricks. I told you I've been around, I've been around a while and I am not like, I'm, I'm a very, like, I'm a very accommodating, helpful, like that's just kind of who I am. I think that's who OTs are in general. Right. But it's so funny because I'm just like, you don't have to feel like you are being bossy or being like, you can only, I'm like, give them options, but give them options that are, you know, it's what I do with my kids. Two yeah. great options, but I'm probably going to win both ways. <laughs> that is so good. That is that is awesome. Oh, so okay. yeah, just the the value of of seeking help and mentorship from people who have been around and willing to to, yeah. to guide you through it. So, yeah. but anyway, I just find that so valuable. Yeah. Um. So thank you for that. So Mandy. We are going to have you back. And nice. I know that our, our listeners are, they always also look forward to, to having our guests back. So 
We love having our guests on two times. But before leave this episode, do you have any words of wisdom for our listeners who are applying to OT school or currently in OT school, just in that student phase? What would you like to say to them? Oh my gosh, I have so many words. <laughs> words of wisdom? I'm not sure. I have lots of words. No, but I think I think you need to follow like if occupational therapy is you feel like it is in your heart and you are excited about the profession. I don't want you to get discouraged about, I mean, the Facebook groups that sometimes the chatter Mm -hmm. online really is hard for me as a clinician that has really enjoyed my OT journey. Um, and have, I mean, you're going to, it doesn't matter what profession you're in, there's going to be ups and downs and challenges. But like, I think sometimes people get sucked into some of these groups and they say like, oh, there's no jobs or there's no money or there's no this. So there's no that. And then people start worrying and yeah. think about, is this profession like worth it? And I think you have to follow, like I said, like if you feel like OT is for you, I think you go for it because you can create the job experience, not, not create the job experience, the experiences of OT that you want, because there's so many opportunities. It doesn't have to be traditional OT. I mean, it can be so many different areas, pediatrics, older adults, specialized neuro outpatient community-based organizations, like using that degree in so many different ways. I just like people really were start worrying about it when they get in the rabbit hole of some of these things. And so like, yeah, maybe, you know, sometimes is there burnout sometimes? Yeah. But this doesn't mean you can't switch it up or like, or change direction or like, I mean, we have as OT practitioners have so much to offer the world. Like obviously I'm biased, but like, I really, (laughs) really believe that. And so like, that's what I would say. Like, if you feel it's for you, like go for it. Mandy. Oh my gosh. Preach it, sister. <laughs> it's nuts. It's uh, nuts out yeah, there sometimes. I'm like, oh my God. All the time. Like yeah. you have no joke. And if if it's one thing that they take away from being a part of, of my subscription is that OT is what you make of it. Because mm-hmm. I understand that I have three OTs that join that they are, you know, one of the questions that I have on my questionnaire is how sure are you that you want to do this OT thing? And I've had some students that are like, I'm interested. I just rather learn more about it and maybe yeah. even be involved in this more than dive into OT school right away. And yeah. so like, let me join, let me work with Jessica first and get mentorship there, then dive into and pay all this tuition money yes. and find out it's not for me. But I tell them all the time, this profession is what make of it. Mm-hmm. It really is. The money is there. If you, number one, learn how to get, I don't want to say necessarily like, yes, creative, but you know, like add value to the marketplace, essentially. That's the best way I can phrase it. If you learn how to add value to the marketplace and Mm -hmm. use the skills that you get in occupational therapy school to serve people that you're passionate about, there's no reason why you can't be, um, I think, happy. And when you are happy, even though you are maybe working a little bit more, you're not going to be as burnt out. It's just kind of like when, you know, because you're enjoying it. It's like, when you, when you go on a vacation, right. And you're on the go, go, go doing this activity and that activity and this mm-hmm. activity, and that activity, you may be worn out and like, you know, oh my God, right. I need a vacation from my vacation, right. but you mm-hmm. enjoyed it and you did so much. Yeah. You, know, you weren't 
yeah. burned out by all the yeah. stuff that you had to do or were doing in the in that trip or by all the activities and the logistics of it. Like it's what you make of it. It really is. Mm-hmm. So enjoy the journey. It's what I also say. But thank you so much for that, Mandy. Yeah. Um, guys, uh, so like I said, we're gonna have her back and we're gonna dive more into what led her into working with the geriatric population and how did she end up choosing that so uh go ahead and um you know if you haven't done so subscribe and rate the show and keep an eye out for part two with mandy i will see you all later thank you so much for joining me and taking time out of your day to listen We hope this has been valuable and will get you one step closer to being the occupational therapist you want to be. You can check out all of our resources and social media platforms on otgenius.com. The website again is otgenius.com. If you wish to connect with us, you can do so by booking a consultative call on the website or even find us on Instagram. The handle is at ot.genius and you can there join our monthly newsletter and stay up to date on all the things we are doing to help you succeed. We hope that you have a great day and thank you again for listening.